I do feel like what we feel and believe about ourselves, and this is in our souls, that is what really helps promote change. Um, so I always say it starts within. So you change the inside, the outside will follow. Hi, I am Ingrid Clay, and you're entering a world gone good. Happy almost New Year. My name's Steve, and I thank you for joining me. Hey, what's your New Year's resolution? Here's an easy one. Catch up on World Gone Good. There's lots of good episodes to listen to and to share with your friends and or enemies. I don't know you. Who am I to judge? Look, we appreciate your support, whether you share, subscribe, rate, review, or all of the above. So speaking of New Year's resolutions, are you yay or nay? And if you're yay, do you follow through with yours or do you start with the best of intentions and then just sort of Peter patter splatter, that's a technical term I just came up with, and by like the third week of January, you're like, oh well, I'll try again next year. Well, today I'm offering you some inspiration, and if you know her, perspiration, in the form of the one and only Ingrid Clay. There's nobody better than Ingrid to help you jumpstart your year and get you sprinting into 2021. Now you are a, and I'm, you're a firm believer in taking care of the soul. Yes. Um, you believe that is the core of who we are and it affects our balance. What can you speak to that? Um, oh, that was really nice. The way you said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you wanna, I, can, I can follow you around and introduce you to people. <laughs> I am I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um Yes, <laughs> I do think we are. And I guess I go back to physics there and we talk about energy and whatever energy we are, I feel like we're like beacons. So if we're, if our predominant energy is, you know, negative at that time, we're putting that off. That's what the beacon is. That's what we're putting off. That's what we're getting in. If our predominant energy is positive, or sometimes I just tell people to go neutral <laughs> if it's too hard, you know, um, you, that's that's what you get back to. And so I believe what you think about food, what you think about what your body looks like, those are all things that will help shape and form what, what your body's going to do because your body believes what your mind says. So if your mind is saying you, you're fat, you're, this is never going to work, this is never going to change, well, then your body is going to say, yeah, you're, you're fat. This is never going to work. This is never going to change. So I'm not going to do anything. So I, I do feel like what we feel and believe about ourselves, and this is in our souls, that is what really helps promote change. Um, so I always say it starts within. So you change the inside, the outside will follow. Wow. So you have, and, and off of that, you have four uh, words, if I can, that, that seem to be part of falling into all this. Drive, motivation, perseverance, and discipline. Can you speak to each of those for me? What What is it about drive? Where does drive come from for somebody? You know, in textbook form, they say that drive, that motivation is intrinsic or extrinsic, meaning it comes from inside of you or it comes from outside of you, um, which, you know, I, I, I think is true. Sometimes, you know, outside of you is like a trainer or a friend or um that kind of gets you to pick up that drive. Meaning you may see a friend on a journey and 
you know, you may have known her to start that journey and you're like, oh, I don't know if she's going to do a very good job because we do that. We're very judgmental people. Um, <laughs> and then after a month, <laughs> just, I'm being honest here. <laughs> and after a month, you see that friend and you're like, wow, you know, she's, she's doing it. And then you see that friend after another month and you're like, okay, she really did this, you know, and that could be your drive. Sometimes your drive comes from internally. Like for instance, you know, some people have children and we look at our children and we say, well, I got to get healthy for them or I have to get healthy for my spouse. So that drive can come from anywhere. It's tapping into that drive. That's sometimes difficult. And don't you feel that with perseverance and discipline there, it's, it's really about consistency and showing up? Yes. Yes. So once you tap into it, and this is the, the hard part sometimes, you know, you got to do it but how do you continue to do it? Right. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and one of the things I do is I don't try to go all out at the beginning. You know, sometimes people are, oh, I need to work out every day. I need to lose 20 pounds. That's not the way to ensure success. Um, I think it's very much more successful and not only successful, but like motivating when you say, I'm going to work out once a week and you work out twice a week, that means you exceeded your goal. Um, I prefer to take things in steps like that. Uh, that way there's more of a, you know, instead of a letdown, there's more of a, oh my God, I worked out three times this week. I thought I was only going to do once. That's a win. And so I always say acknowledge it as a win. Acknowledge your wins, whether you your intention was to do one day a week and you did that, that's a win. Count it as a win. Don't, you know, we, we get to a lot in our heads about, I worked out, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Uh, you know, th this is not the goal here. The goal is, did you finish the class? Yes, you did. So give yourself a gold star because you finished it. That's a win. And we need to start celebrating our wins. So what if you couldn't do one move? You can do it next week or the week after. It's that's part of the progress. That's part of the showing up because even when we can't hit something, we show up again and again and again. And that one thing becomes so much easier. And a lot of times as I'll tell people to take it, apply it to what they're already doing in life. So what is like a success that you have happening right now? What is the success you had on the job that you tried? It didn't work out, but then you thought about it, got more creative. You did it again and it worked out. That's the same thing you apply to fitness. Exactly. And for me, you know, I just turned 50 in January oh, and I, oh, but you know what? I don't have the stamina that I had at the, at 25. I don't have the energy I had at 25. And, and with the shift in the pandemic where we're, we're, you know, now working it out at home and I'm, I'm still, I'm a, I've been going to Barry since 2004. He changed my life. I, was clinically depressed. I was overweight. I had come out of a really bad uh, relationship and lifestyle. And I was just trying to make those small steps to bridge myself to the next level of where I wanted to be and the person I wanted to be. And I found berries. And now that I'm doing it at home, I can tell you, um, the, there's an exercise, which you know very well called a burpee. Um, yes. <laughs> 25 year old me had no problems with a burpee and add a push up. Sure. I'd love to add a push up. Oh, do a double jump. I'll do a double jump. I got 50, you. <laughs> 50 year old me. Oh my God. No. So like I have been 
patting myself on the back because I've been showing up and I have, I did 11 burpees in a row without having to stop. And that's a big thing for me at this point in my life. Congratulations. <laughs> but That's like, amazing. A month ago, I could do three and I was out of breath. And it was like, it's exactly what you said. It's, it's, it's really the discipline and the consistency. Speaking on that, you, um, you teach at Barry's, but you also do on-the-go classes. What are your on-the-go classes? Um, so, I, yes, I teach at Barry's, but I have an app that allows you to take me on the go. <laughs> so I am never with, not by your side. <laughs> Some people probably just passed out just now, like, oh, God. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, you know, I started building my app prior to this, which was a, like kind of in, you know, maybe I had foresight there. But I started building my app prior to this and, you know, developed some content. And so that way, you know, this happened and, you know, I was able to at least take my private clients in on the app only for right now. Right. So there's a wait list. No, <laughs> but maybe you can contact me. <laughs> but um, I was able to kind of like create a space for my private clients um, to go to stay in shape during this time. And, you know, we talk everything between, you know, fitness, we talk diet and we talk meditation and, you know, rediscovering who we are and finding a sense of peace in the chaos. And I think that's very important, especially now, is kind of like finding some stillness, finding some good. I did for August, and I'm thinking of doing it again for the month of November. But in August, I called it Small Wins August, where every day you wrote down a win for that day. And at the end of the month, you look back on it, and you just it just kind of gives you one daily check-in to look back on what, what was so good about today and right. to be grateful for those moments. And then at the end of the month, you know, a lot of times we're like, I didn't do anything or I'm not doing anything or I'm not where I should be. But when you look at what you've done, all those wins for the month, it's a big deal. You've done so much. And I'm my biggest critic, <laughs> probably like everyone else. Sure. And when I looked back on that month, I, I mean, I honestly, I shed a tear because I was like, wow, girl, you're, you're, you're in the, you're moving in the right direction. So I think it definitely gives you so many check-ins and so many realizations, just that one little thing every day, writing down a win for that day. And they can be simple. I woke up early, I worked out, or, you know, I, I finished a huge, you know, project or my niece called me and said, I love you. Like, these are, these are things that we, you know, sometimes forget or, you know, they, the moment will pass and we think it's like fleeting, but these are the things that are really impactful. That means so much. And that's the things we should show gratitude for and really hold on to. Now, speaking on that, you are also, you have, you, I don't know when you sleep. So you are also doing, <laughs> you also have a, a journal called Soul Class. Um, I do um, a pop-up workshop. I've done a pop-up workshop on journaling for your soul. So I, yes, so I believe in um, the power of writing. You know, you write it, you know, it's like, you know, it's too, it is written. <laughs> so meaning like, um, and this comes down to kind of like manifesting your desires and like, 
you know, vision boards, you know, if you write down in the morning how you want your day to go, chances are things are going to go exactly the way you wrote it down because while you're writing it down, you're visualizing it and you're feeling those feelings of goodness and things happening for you that day and you carry that on. So again, back to being an energy source and your beacon, if you're visualizing all the wonderful good things that is going to happen to you today and you're feeling those feelings of all the wonderful good things that are going to happen to you today, then your beacon is putting off all the wonderful good things that you want to happen that day. So I you know I always say that's a good way to kind of like start your day, especially you know if you have like meetings, you know if you have things happening, you know, write down how you want those to go in detail and, you know, make it, make it fun. Like I want this to happen. I want someone to give up their seat for me on the subway. I want to get like a free meal, honey, like anything that would enlighten your day. Like just write it down. You'll be very surprised of what can happen. That's also mindfulness and presence. Don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a form of mindfulness. And I also think it's a form of manifestation as well. Okay, I'm going to switch gears here and ask you a question and specifically in the in the world of mindfulness and manifestation. You are a black woman. Yes. <laughs> How has your journey been different or the same than you expected it to be in a world that we are presently living in? Um There are definitely moments where look when you're born <laughs> and your mom talks to you, the, the conversations is always, you, you have to be better. You can't have the same degree because that's not gonna, that's not even gonna put you in this, on this, in the same, it's not even gonna put you on the same level. So you always have to be better. So when you grow up with that, you do grow up with extra pressures to be better. And it, it could, I always feel like it could work in two ways. Um, you can burn out or, <laughs> or, you know, it can, you can utilize it in a different way. I do feel like there are moments in my life where I did burn out, but there are definitely moments, especially now where I've utilized it in different ways. Um, but there's always those obstacles that you face because of your skin tone, you're never surprised. Um, does it, does it hurt any less? No, but in a way, you know, with my mom and my grandparents, you were prepared for it because you kind of knew it was coming in a way. Um, I do think, <laughs> you know, in light of mindfulness and manifestations that, you know, maybe manifest it not coming <laughs> or manifest something, you know, a different traje trajectory for it. But um, I think it would be naive of me to say that I didn't face it, but it's how you handle it when you do and how you let go of it when you do. In the same world of bodybuilding, um, which is known for being a masculine man uh, <laughs> event, you know, sport. <laughs> and here you are as a yeah. woman. I mean, what are the pressures there and what were the pressures there? Um, well, you know, the, this, 
all the fields that I've ever been in have been male dominated. Engineering is male dominated. Um, you know, corporate America is male dominated. Uh, fitness is male dominated. So there's never been a field that I've been in that has not been male dominated. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, navigating through male dominated world is what we're used to, you know, ma- navigating through male dominated world as a woman and as a black woman is definitely even more gangster. <laughs> you know, you're always playing chess. Should I bring this up? Should I not bring this up? If I bring this up, I'm up for promotion next week. I'm probably not going to get it. So I'm going to sit on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk this one up and I'm going to let this one go, you know, and I'm referring to like microaggressions, microinvalidations, that kind of thing. You know, there's always something in your, your, your head that you, you gotta like work through. Was that sexist? Maybe not. I mean, that's borderline sexual harassment. Oh, maybe, you know, I'm not going to complain about that one. It's my boss. I'm going to let it go. This is the, this is the conversations women have with themselves. I'm telling you almost daily. And I think we're coming into an age where it's becoming more acceptable to say, you know, I didn't like that. That was inappropriate. Don't do it again. Don't say it again. Um, But there's still a very much patriarchal society where that could cost you a job. I remember in corporate, I would deal with it more like, (laughs) I, (laughs) I always you know, decided to deal with it a little bit with a little bit of levity. Um, (laughs) So, you know, you would get the sweetheart and darling and, you know, I'm a professional, like this is, we're on the job and this is happening. I started my corporate career when I was like 25, you're young and you're like ready to go. So I remember, you know, this one manager called me sweetheart a lot in meetings And I remember it was his time to present and I was like, you know, in charge of that meeting. And I was like, I said his name and I was like, let's go, sweetheart, get up here and (laughs) do your presentation. (laughs) And he was like, you know, everyone kind of looked and he looked at me and he was like, huh? And I was like, oh, did that make you uncomfortable, taken aback? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, "It, it feels the same way when you say it to me. Wow addressing it in a forum like that. It was pretty ballsy to address it in front of, you know, uh-huh. other managers uh-huh. and his boss. But, you know, his boss was kind of like, yep, you do say that a lot. <laughs> so, you know, it, kind of, it, it was the, a weird position where, you know, I, I don't necessarily think I got any blowback. I'm sure there was talk about it for a few months, but <laughs> I just decided at that point I was not, that's how I was going to handle it. Everyone will find find their way to do it. But I do think we have to start saying something um, because this is not okay. And we do have to start raising our men that in a way that they know that that's not okay. That's, that's really beautiful what you just said. Yes, and I agree with all of it. Um, well, before we wrap this up, let me tell you just one quick little thing that'll make you laugh, I hope. So I have a very good friend named Amy. My friend Amy and I used to go to Barry's Boot Camp all the early 2000s when there was only two locations. It was still called Barry's Boot Camp. There was Sherman Oaks and West Hollywood. We went to West Hollywood. And about, um, about two years ago, I invited her. I said, oh, do you want to come with me to, um, hey, come with me to Barry's, uh, to Barry's in West Hollywood. We'll take, um, I'm going to take Chris Ty Walker's class at 725 on Wednesday. And she said to me, 
via text. Oh my God, no, I will not. I will not take his class. That man, he is he is the hardest teacher in all of Barry's. And I wrote her back, texted her back. Oh no, you've never experienced Ingrid. <laughs> <laughs> That is what I wrote her back. And then she like, we, yeah. we had dinner a couple of nights later, or a week later, and she's like, who's Ingrid? I'm like, she is a beast and I love her. And I also hate her. And I'm a little scared of her, but I'm a better person after her class. I like to believe that, but uh, I, I salute you because I, I really, I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. I am a big fan of yours. And um, I'm a bigger fan now. Thank you. Um, who, who inspires you? my mom and honestly my seven-year-old niece she's just you know this world can be so hard sometimes and she's just always light and love and she just really makes you forget that I was having the hardest day ever I don't know it was just a, it was a really hard emotional day and I got in bed and then I got a text from her that said good night T Ingrid I love you and that just like the day was the day was amazing, so I would have to say those two, you know, so supportive. Question number two, and you can sing if you want to, or you can just answer. Tell me something. Yeah. Tell me something good. Tell me something good. <laughs> Is that that song? Tell something me something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, tell you something good. Um, something good sometimes i like to eat nutella but the vegan one standing up with a spoon <laughs> okay that is probably the best answer of the last 22 interviews i've done oh my god i know everyone just fainted just now <laughs> like Ingrid eats nutella the, the vegan nutella that's amazing <laughs> Okay, last question so easy. Where can people contact you? Where can people find you? Plug away. Oh, okay. I, you can find me on Zoom. You can find me at barrysbootcamp.com. You can find me on Instagram at Ingrid S. Clay. And I have links to my apps, to all my podcasts, including this one eventually. And, um, and to my website. My website is ingridsclay.com. And um, yeah, you can find me on all those little places thank you Ingrid for joining me today and sharing your good and for all of you listening I hope you're now as inspired as I am to get 2021 going good yes let's do this next time on world gone good I have a good joke but it's I don't know if it's my favorite joke a man is in a doctor's exam room and the doctor says to the man, you're going to have to stop masturbating. And the man says, why? And the doctor says, because I'm trying to examine you. They say laughter is the best medicine. So we're starting the new year with the help of an expert, the incredibly funny and talented Kathy Ladman. She's been on Johnny Carson's stage and couch, toured all over the world, and I've secretly been stalking her for roughly, I don't know, 30 plus years now since I saw her live playing a parking lot at the University of Arizona. Don't worry, I'm a good stalker. Until then, be good.